0: Welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Teachers Podcast. It is Friday, February 16th, 2018. On today's episode, uh, we do have an interview, and that is with LSU head coach Will Wade. And as I always do uh, from the national podcast that I host, Marching to Madness, I always share those interviews uh, that we do that are SEC related, and this one, of course, is in that category. As we caught up uh, with Will Wade and talked about this LSU program and where things have, have gotten to this point since taking over there. Um, and, you know, we knew coming in that it was going to take some work to rebuild that foundation, and we talked about that with him just what he's been most pleased with throughout the year. Uh, and then certainly talking about some guys that have made a big impact, Tremont Waters, Duwap Reith, and Daryl Edwards, who's someone uh, who's really come along here, had a had a season-high 21 points against uh, Alabama the other night, played 33 minutes, and we talked about his development in coming over from the junior college level, level where he played at Northwest Florida State. Um, and then we touched on just some other things as well, just the progress on defense, Uh, maybe where this team was in November to where they are now and what are some of the biggest, you know, positives in that and what are still some things that are holding them back from getting to to that next level on the defensive end of the floor. And we discussed some trends just within the SEC, uh, and he talked a lot about just the differences when you have to prepare in a league like the SEC and sort of some things that have been different about this conference than maybe conferences he's been familiar with in the past or coached at in the past. Uh, and what makes this conference just so challenging from top to bottom, as we always talk about over at Southeast Toops. Uh, and then we preview the matchup with Missouri. That will be a big game this weekend as LSU will host the streaking uh, Missouri Tigers. And, you know, Conzo Martin has done a f- phenomenal job with that program this year, and they're on a five-game winning streak, one of the hottest teams, not just in the SEC, but I think in the country, when you look at the who they've beaten, Uh, to have wins over Alabama, Kentucky, uh, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. Those are some really, really good teams in there. And so Missouri will present some challenges, and Will Wade talked about that, what the keys to success will be for this LSU team when they host Mizzou there on Saturday. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the discussion with LSU head coach Will Wade. All right, guys, welcome back in to the Marching Tomatoes podcast. We're excited to welcome back in LSU head coach, Will Wade. And, Coach, uh, it's been a little while since we've caught up here. We're now in that grind portion of the season. I know you guys are always talking about just building the foundation just in that first year you're on the job. I know you're not used to, to losing and all that, but just how do you feel just about building that overall foundation to this point now in your first season?
1: Well, we've certainly uh, we've certainly made progress. Um you know, not as not as not as much as you want to make, and I wish we were a little bit more consistent. But I think we're we're moving in a good direction. We're moving in a positive direction, um, and that's all you can ask for uh, at this point. Hopefully, we can finish off the season strong. We've got a three home games and two road games, and and um, you know I, I hope that we can put our best foot forward and finish strong to give us some uh, some momentum going into hopefully a postseason tournament and then uh, into the season as we prepare for, for next year and hope to make a big jump next season. Coach, we've really enjoyed Tremont Waters. Uh, second in the SEC in assists, you know, steals leader at 2.2 per night and 14.9 per game. What is such a presence like this doing to help transform the program, you know, and him being a freshman? Well, he certainly he certainly helped us out. Uh, He certainly helped us out a ton, Um, you know. Not only from uh, the numbers uh, portion that you pointed out, you know, fifteen a game, and um, obviously uh, quite a few assists, and 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 he 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 gets his hands on a lot of balls defensively. He's very active defensively and steals the ball. Um, But I I think he, um, you know, he just gives us a presence with our team. Our guys have some confidence in him. Our guys believe in him. Our players believe in him. And that's uh, that's certainly very very uh, important that uh, your players believe in your point guard. Your, play, your players have confidence in your point guard, and they certainly have that uh, in Tremont. So I don't even want to uh, I don't even want to think where we'd be uh, without him right now. Uh, but we're very very uh, fortunate that we that we have him, and we're looking forward to continuing his development, him continuing to improve, him continuing uh, to get better. Uh, we're looking forward to that as we move forward here. Glop Reese, uh, you know, leading you guys uh, in scoring in SEC play. What was the main focal point? You know, I guess coming in to get more polish on his game so he could perform at this level. Yeah, we really um, tried to work on him around the basket. You know, we needed a needed a, a back to the basket game. We needed to be able to play around the be able to play around the rim, be able to finish uh, in the paint. Um, I thought. Last year, he left a lot of points from what we would seen. Uh, left a lot of points, kind of, uh, kind of out there by not being able to finish at the rim. We really tried to focus on on and improving him from the free throw line as well. That hasn't gone as well. And then, you know, extended his range where he can hit threes, especially at the top of the, uh, especially in the top of the key, uh, elbow to elbow, more or less for three. So, um, but the main focus was just getting him better around the basket. We knew we'd need a low post score. We knew he was capable. Uh, of being, uh, a low post scorer and a low post threat. And he's certainly, uh, he certainly done that this season. And, um, you know, we're proud of how hard he's worked. He did it himself. Uh, he gets in the gym, he's an extremely hard worker. We just give him the roadmap and he's the one who has to execute, uh, execute what we, what we ask him to do. And so he's, um, he's certainly, uh, earned every, every, uh, everything that he's gotten this season. And, uh, we want to make sure that we finish this season off right for him as a senior. He's put in uh, wor- hard work here over the last two years, as has Aaron Epps, another one of our seniors. We want to make sure that we send those guys off as best we can.
0: Coach, uh, Daryl Edwards, he's someone you talked about just after that Alabama game, just the toughness of this guy, the way he's progressed this season. He had a season-high 21 points, second-highest minute total in that game, playing 33 minutes What's been the key just to his development since he stepped on campus there at LSU?
1: Well, he's just one of those kids. He's always been extremely tough. He's always been extremely competitive. And basically what's happened here has happened everywhere, it's been, everywhere he's been. He played on high-level AAU team out of Houston. He basically went to a tryout for the team. He wasn't even invited on the team. And he ended up like the ninth or tenth man, and it ended up playing a big role on that AAU team he went to a big- time junior college program Northwest Florida with coach de they're ranked number one in the country right now and uh, he went down there and was kind of an afterthought he was the 10th or 11th man and ended up starting on a team that went to the national tournament and that's kind of just that's how he is that's how he lives his life um, he's very tough he's uh, very competitive he's always uh, got an edge about him always looking uh, to make something happen and so um, you know, that's how he's been able to work his way from, you know, maybe our eighth or ninth man to somebody that we start and somebody that guards the other team's best player, somebody who can score, somebody who can, can be a, um, uh, you know, a really good player on a, on a on a good SEC team. So very excited about his progress. We know he's going to continue to get better, um, you know, throughout the, the course of the summer too, after the season, you know, he hasn't shot it as well in conference play. I think that part of that's suggesting the length and the speed and, Certainly, we, we we look for him to have a strong finish this year, but really, really excited about the future with him next year as well.
0: Coach, uh, speaking of progress, on the defensive end of the floor, looking back to November to where you are now, I know we talked back then sort of in that right after you guys left from Maui and just talking about the defensive development and all that. What have you been just most pleased with in terms of the overall development and what are still maybe some sticking points that are kind of preventing you guys from reaching that next level?
1: Well, our defense is, has... Um... Has certainly been, you know, It's Nowhere near where we where we want to be. I think the number one thing that stops us from being quite a bit better defensively is our defensive rebounding. We just don't rebound the ball very well. Uh, we're the worst rebounding team in the SEC, and <laughs> there's really not a close second. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think the defensive rebounding uh, is really problematic uh, for us, and then our interior defense. Um, you know, just gets worn down. We just don't have a lot of bodies down there, and we just get we just get worn down, and we give up way too much at the rim. We just don't we don't rebound the ball well, and we don't protect the rim very well, and so that that's problematic. Our three point defense has been fairly good most of the year. We had a little blip there against Auburn and Tennessee, but it's been fairly good most of the year. Um, it's been good enough to be competitive, uh, but our, our 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 defense at the rim and and really the rebounding is what's held us back from being. You know, you know, an average or a little bit above average defensive team, but we're certainly better
0: than where we were. That's <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and, and looking That's not at, hard th- to do, though. <laughs> there you go. I know you told me about that after Maui. I was bringing up defense, and you were like, "Well, there's not much to talk about at this point." So, um, looking at the SEC this season. I think you knew obviously you're familiar with the conference coming in. We knew it would be a very competitive year from top to bottom with all these different teams. Has there just been any trends in terms of style of play or just main themes that have kind of stuck out with the league just in your first year there at LSU?
1: I tell you one thing that stuck out to me that's been a little bit different than other leagues that I've been in is that um you know, everybody in this league plays differently. So you got teams that are ball screen heavy, you got teams like Tennessee that hardly set any ball screens. And so you really can't other leagues I've been in, there's been teams that are pretty similar where you can dust off the same scouting report or same game plan for, for another team that you use maybe for a team earlier in the year. And in the SEC, that's just not, it's just not the case. Everybody's, you know, you get teams that that play a little bit slower like Georgia and Missouri, but they both do it different ways. You know, Georgia doesn't shoot it very well from three Missouri bombs it in from three, you know, so there's just, there's a lot of, a lot of differences with everybody who plays. So every game you've got to come up with something new. There's, um, you know, you can't really reuse a lot of what you've done or a lot of what's been done, uh, which has made it, uh, which has made it uh, difficult. But I think the best teams in our league, obviously um, are, are, you know, Auburn's a little bit of an exception because they're so good offensively, but the best teams in the league have very good rim protection. They're physical, um, and I think I think the, the one thing that separates a lot of the really good teams is they've got some versatile format. You look at you look at these guys in our league that are that are really good. You know, you got Keystone at Florida. You got Key at, um, at 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 Alabama, who's an inside out uh, inside out threat. You've got you know Murray, um, and then um, you know Auburn's got a whole whole host of them. You got Grant Williams. Uh, you got Grant Williams at Tennessee. You know, I think the, that position. Having a guy there that can maneuver and do a lot of things um, is very important, and I think a lot of the the best teams in the league have that. Coach, tomorrow, uh, and you mentioned Missouri, already, but you guys host the streaking Tigers. How, how do you preview that game? What's your what's your keys for success? Well, Missouri's playing really well. Won five in a row. Um, you know, we've got to do a good job on Robertson, the guard. We can't let him get off from three gotta hold our own uh, on the backboards. The biggest thing for us is gonna be we've gotta run good offense against the bear. So good defensively, they sit in the gaps. We've gotta we got to move their defense before we before we score. We can't we can't try to do it off of one side. We can't try to do it off of off of one action. We've got to we've got to really, really uh, move the ball and look to look to get the get the thing moving side to side before we attack that defense. If we try to attack their set defense. We're going to be in uh, we're going to be in real trouble,
0: Coach. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Always enjoy catching up with you, and I know we'll see you here soon uh, in St. Louis for the tournament.
1: Thanks, guys. See you in St. Louis. Look forward to it.
0: All right, that was the conversation with LSU head coach Will Wade, and always enjoy catching up with him um, and just learning about what they're doing there at LSU and how they're trying to continue. Uh, to make strides and get that, that program back to that upper top level uh, in the SEC. And I think they're very close to doing that. When we talk about the recruiting class, they're going to bring in next season to add to a lot of guys who are going to be coming back. Um, and that's going to make this this LSU team, I think, it's, it's hard to project because we don't really know how everything's going to fall uh, going in uh, to next season. But this certainly, as of right now, looks like a team that you would feel pretty good about putting in that top five or so in the SEC next season based on all that talent and just based on how we've seen them progress this year. Um, you know, Because everybody, in most parts, thought that this would be the worst team in the SEC, and that just hasn't happened, uh, as they have definitely been a lot better than that. They've been very competitive in most of their games, and so it will be interesting to see how things continue to develop there going forward. But looking ahead to the weekend, we talked about LSU versus Mizzou. Uh, Certainly, some other big games on the schedule this weekend that will have NCAA tournament uh, implications in terms of teams that are still trying to find those quality wins. Uh, You look around at different games, and I think there's a very interesting one. Um, In Lexington, when Kentucky hosts Alabama, Alabama, just like Mizzou, one of the hottest teams in the SEC right now as the Crimson Tide, were able to get that huge win over Tennessee, got a big win over LSU, And now we'll go into Kentucky playing a team that is on just an unthinkable losing streak at this point. When you talk about the Wildcats sitting here having lost four in a row, a very strange situation. And I said this on a radio uh, appearance I did earlier this week in that I I know it's Kentucky. I know it's Rupp Arena. But when you look at this matchup, I just think there are a lot of things to like about this matchup if you're Alabama um because Colin Sexton and the the other freshmen as well and there are other guys that kind of fit this mold too is their energy their personalities kind of fit playing in an atmosphere like Rupp Arena and we've seen Alabama get some big wins um and yes a lot of those big wins have come at home but I just feel like this is one of those things where Alabama will match up very well with Kentucky and Colin Sexton will will feed right in to, to that atmosphere, and I just don't. There's there's a lot of unknowns with Kentucky right now, and they're a very hard team to kind of figure out. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. And, and I'll, as always, I'll have my full uh, SEC predictions post going up uh, on Saturday morning, as I do before every game day in the SEC. But right now, I'm just the more I've studied this Alabama Kentucky matchup. It's unthinkable to believe that Kentucky could lose five games in a row, and I don't know though. I just I, there, there's a lot to like about what Alabama's doing, and this is going to be a very very interesting matchup. So we'll see what happens there. Auburn will go to South Carolina. The Tigers right now penciled in as the number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and boy, who called that one? Because I sure didn't. I I will give you. I will say this though. I was one of the people who was on the Auburn bandwagon as being a, a top five type of team in the SEC this year, probably before others, just because I saw that depth. But you know, certainly I couldn't even predicted the way this season has turned out for, for this team, just based on everything that's happened. Uh, doing it without Austin Wiley and Daniel Purifoy, uh, it's been unbelievable, and we'll see if they can keep that momentum going against the South Carolina team that's lost six in a row. And the Gamecocks were one of those teams, as you all probably know. I was not very high on coming into the season. I just thought they lost way too much from that Final Four team on the offensive end of the floor, um, and they have they have definitely sort of hit a wall now. Uh, and it will be kind of interesting to see. They they usually make things tough at home, but when you look at you know South Carolina's last home game, they lost 65 to 41 to Florida, and so we'll, we'll see how they bounce back here in a tough situation against auburn texas a&m goes to arkansas that will certainly be one of the better games of the day when you look at both teams i think a&m's stock has certainly gone up based on how they've been able to turn things around here as of late after really struggling to to open up sec play they had the tough loss at missouri but winners of four in a row before that um and so we'll we'll see how things kind of shape up here for a&m you have to remember three of their final five are on the road which looking back at that Mizzou game. So they would have four of their final six on the road in the SEC. So they've got some challenges uh, that they're going to face here down the stretch. But for Arkansas, the Razorbacks just have to win games because they're right there on that line for a lot of people right now in terms of being, um, you know, one of those final teams maybe getting in. You see them anywhere from nine to probably 11 in, in most brackets right now. Uh, so they've got to they've be able to keep winning, and this would be a big boost to their resume if they can beat a team like Texas A&M, which certainly has a very good profile with a strong strength of schedule um, and a lot of, you know, top-tier wins uh, to their credit. So Florida will go to Vanderbilt. The Commodores have been playing a lot better as of late, and certainly they've played a lot better at home. Always a very fun game usually between those two teams in Nashville. The Gators, who knows? I mean, they have kind of overtaken Alabama. When it comes to teams that you just have no idea what you're going to get every single time they step out on the floor. Uh, they went to South Carolina, blew out the Gamecocks, had them to 41 points, and they turn around, lose at home in overtime to Georgia, a team that, that really had no momentum whatsoever. But yet the Bulldogs picked up their the season sweep over the Gators. Uh, so I don't know. You don't know what to expect in that one because Vanderbilt is certainly playing a lot better. Uh, and while the Commodores may be 10-16 and 16 overall, they're still a team I think you don't want to catch on the wrong day because they shoot it well enough and Riley right Lechance, chance, Jeff Roberson are playing well enough. If guys like Joe Toy, Peyton Willis, like they have in recent games, kind of continue to, to hit their stride, Vanderbilt becomes a very dangerous team here as we get into the SEC tournament because they can knock off anyone in the SEC. We've seen how well they played at Kentucky um you know we, we've seen the comeback they made at tennessee and had a chance to really get close to win that one and, and so this this will be interesting uh, it's one you have to keep an eye on because you don't know what you're going to get out of the gators uh, tennessee will go to georgia um georgia can they build some momentum if the bulldogs want to get and stay in that ncaa tournament discussion the formula is very simple they just have to win games um, and so they this would be another huge win after beating Florida, having two wins over Florida now. This would be another big profile boost win if Georgia can get it. But we don't, we don't know if that consistency is going to be there because we haven't really seen that from Georgia this season. We haven't seen that consistent play to that, that upper level. If they can do that, this would be huge. And they still have a couple of more what you'll consider quality win opportunities left. They've got LSU at home, they'll have Texas A&M at home, and then they'll have to go to Tennessee. So if they can get a win here against Tennessee, it will do a lot towards getting Georgia back into the the picture, Uh, but they're going to have to really reel off a a lot of wins here down the stretch probably and going to have to fare well in St. Louis at the SEC tournament. And then Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Um, The Rebels, I just don't, like we've said, I just don't know what you're going to get from Ole Miss because of the Andy Kennedy thing and Um, didn't particularly make the plays they needed to make against Arkansas the other night at home and had an 11-point loss there. They've now lost six in a row. And with the Andy Kennedy thing still just kind of hovering over, uh, this is a difficult challenge for them. And Ole Miss has one of the tougher schedules probably of anybody left in the SEC. They're at Mississippi State. They've still got to go to Missouri, to Kentucky, and they have to host Tennessee and Vanderbilt. So it will be a challenge for Mississippi State, kind of like with Georgia They've just got to keep winning. Um, That loss at Vanderbilt hurt significantly because of the Commodore's low RPI um, and losing it in that sort of range. But I think Mississippi State has to be able to win. And that's the name of the game when you get to mid-February and you're trying to make it to the NCAA tournament. You can study, break down the numbers all you want, but here's what takes care of everything, just winning games. And so if they can find a way to win games here, I think Mississippi State has a pretty decent-looking schedule left. They'll host Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, road games at Texas A&M and LSU. The road games will be tough, of course. But hosting those games and certainly continuing to keep the momentum going, just like we said, you have to be able to to beat teams you're supposed to beat, and Mississippi State should win this game uh, because you don't want to have your profile knocked yet again. Uh, by a team that's near the bottom of the sec and Ole miss just like vanderbilt was as well so we'll see what happens there another fun day of games i'm sure and while we can break everything down and try to predict how it's going to unfold as we know in the sec uh, you never know what's going to happen so it could go any different ways but we will see what happens here as we continue to get closer and closer to the start of march madness Uh, it will be here before you know it so Thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Go over to iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Search for Southeast Tubes, and you can subscribe there. That way you don't miss any of these episodes. Southeastoops.com, I mentioned before, I've really cleaned up the podcast page. Not only will you find all the episodes of this podcast on there, but you'll also find any episodes to any SEC basketball-related podcast, radio shows, whatever i've done this season so you can catch up on all of those uh listen to those on demand as you know i usually share the links on twitter but if you don't follow me on twitter then hey they're all there for you all you have to do is go over to southeast and click on that page uh and then like i mentioned you can find them the links on twitter as well at the blake level all the sec stuff all over the place uh right now so be sure to do that uh and thank you as always for listening and i will talk to you guys next time